Blog Talk Radio. What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which lie is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity. Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciation of tyrant, brass-fronted impudence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity, are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy a thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking than there are people of these United States at this very hour. Welcome to the Decoding Society. This is your host, D'Angelo Sarnes. Today is July 4th, 2017, and that was the pertinent excerpt from the topic of discussion today, the Frederick Douglass. Uh, what to the American Slave is your 4th of July speech that he gave on July 5th, 1852. Joining me is the crew that they saddled up for a while. Um, B. Facilier from out east. Uh, what's going on, brother? Let's go. Right. <laughs> and on the left coast, uh, or I guess you're back or you're still in D.C., uh, Chris, no, I, I'm back in I'm back in LA, and and B will reconnect when I get to DC. In oh, absolutely, Mundo, yeah. My apologies, but I'm oh my, you know I, we was both up and running around, man. Yeah. Happy belated, Chris. All right. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, happy belated, actually, bro. the biggest shout out should go to our boy Shahid Doherty, who passed away several years ago, but celebrated his birthday yesterday. So big ups to Shahid. Shahid, yeah, um, you know, he's uh, yeah, Howard University. The first time I met him was, uh, you know, at the at at Sutton Plaza. But let's get back on track here. So, uh, opening lines to and um, gentlemen, thoughts. Uh, let's start with you, B. There is not this a nation on earth. There is not a nation on earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of the United States at this very hour, was the last sentence of that paragraph, which is creepily appropriate to this day. I get that, um, you know, for us, it's, it's an opportunity to get together as families and enjoy a holiday spiritual gathering and bond and eat and have food and drink and blow up some shit and make some noise. <laughs> I ain't taking nothing away from that. I ain't taking nothing away from that, you know, because that's not, you know, I, I want to make the distinction that, you know, for many, speaking of my culture and my people, for many of us, that's what we're doing. And the whole notion of that this is at a core, we're all going to stand silently and cut the stereo off and stop playing Marvin Gaye, so everybody stop line, dan- line dancing for a minute to celebrate <laughs> the birth of our country. That shit don't happen at all. Okay? Let's get real. <laughs> so, 
when you look at that and you yeah. hear and you look at this and you understand, you know, I guess my major thought is that I am not angry at Donald Trump. I'm angry at our country because it's letting mm. me down. I'll, everybody I thought, we were all oars in the water going the same direction. Well, almost everybody. But but to have elected this man just speaks mm-hmm. so much about the shocking practice of this country. That is very out. My thought. That's interesting, man. Um, I have similar feelings that, you know, and uh, it's, you know, it, it has ceased to be a holiday uh, to be celebrated for decades. It's, you know, just, you know, knowing history, being politically astute, since um, at least my college days being active. Um, and so I'm with you. You know, it's a day off. If you get paid to take the day off, that's even better. Uh, it's time to spend with your family. But, you know, for at least slave descendants and First Nation people and victims of this independence, I, I you know, as I just can't, like you said. I, I and then you know the music we listen to even is deliberate today. I'm gonna listen to Fela, Bob Marley, Gil Scott, some Richard Pryor. Uh, you know stuff that kind of speaks towards what Frederick Douglass was pointing out. You know the hypocrisy of of this independence that everybody's gathered together to celebrate. Chris, brother, I know you dropped off. Uh, go ahead. I, I can you hear me on my back? I had to go to I had to go on speaker. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you fine. Yep. Uh, I mean, the, the, every time I think of this, you know what it takes me back to. I read both uh, Frederick Douglass's Fourth of July address and the appeal at Howard University, vis-a-vis my uh, Afro Afro American Studies class. I can't remember if it was one or two, but I do remember my instructor Al Kalan one of my mentors at Howard, actually, one of my mentors in life, period. Um, when he assigned the reading of that, it, was, it blew my mind, one, that I hadn't read that before, right? That, that is, and we knew who mm. Frederick Douglass was in high school, but that goes, you know, how many high schools actually <laughs> signed in that speech to be read? So when I got to Howard and I read it, 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 just, it just seemed so, and I read it, yo, dig this, in Frederick Douglass Hall, <laughs> right? That's what the class right. was. Yeah, and it, it just yeah. seems so. It just seems so appropriate for the time, for that time, not for not the eighteen fifty nine, but for that time, nineteen eighty two or whatever it was when I read it, and it just blew my mind. And I and I, in my mind, I could just imagine him at this event, and the looks on the people's faces when I guess they thought he'd come there and say some niceties about the Fourth of July and the, the, and the Independence Day, and he laid it out. And the nation of laid next to was shame a nation of savages. That line has stayed with me from the moment I read mm. it to right now. That's one of the most powerful mm. lines ever spoken or written. You got to take the words, the context, the person, and the place, and all those things together clearly makes that one of the most important speeches in American history. Easy. Yeah, if you don't read any other any other part of the speech, if if you were to paste. A part, an excerpt. That's the that's the part. 
It sounded like you was going to cut in there. B, go ahead. I'm sorry I cut you off, brother. No, man, I wasn't. I was just, you know, I'm sorry. I was having, like, involuntary physical reaction to <laughs> Okay. Just That's fucking sitting here thinking about, like, I mean, you know, that that's the interesting thing is that, you know, it is it is a great choice, uh, D, for you to pull these documents up because a lot of people don't know these. I remember reading the David Walker thing and going like, right. shit, that shit happened a couple of months before Nat Turner. Yeah. Right. Ooh, ain't nobody ever put the, ain't nobody ever connected them dots for me. You know, till the first time I read it, I was looking at the date, and then I was going like, Okay, so okay, so yeah, dude, it really, you know, and 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 it's like it was a little more than just, you know, uh, nah. It was like people was talking this talk, you know, um, and you know that the, you know, the thing again is that. Just what Chris said. He just felt it was very appropriate for what, 
you know, we want to talk about an independence celebration, then we have our own independence holidays, and it's not this one. And it was kind of like, whoa, this was a sister in her kitchen. That was like, she did this between pulling out the eggs and make a cake and shit. I was like, okay. That was so <laughs> heartwarming to me because, you know, in my own fucking weird silo, you know, I think that, like, you know, like, we all got to go to college to understand this and blah, 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 blah. This sister, in between cooking, put her phone on Facebook Live and laid the law down. And I was like, yo, that's somebody's mom right there that I'm, that's my hope in the world right there. Yeah. Somebody's mom just laid it out. Yeah. While she was making a cake to take to the 4th of July barbecue. <laughs> All right, the 4th of July cookout. Cookout, there we go. Right. Yeah. That, you know, that's interesting, uh, Chris, um, that you drew that line like that, um, I hadn't really uh, thought about that. You know, and there is this interesting dichotomy between, and for folks, uh, we're highly, we're talking about David Walker's appeal, uh, which is, uh, it's like a four-part, it's like a four-part, it's a book. You can find it in a book form, but it's, it's written. Yeah, it was, it was released as a pamphlet, right? It was, it was more of a mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Um, um, with pieces, with preamble and articles. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a decent read. Yeah, it's, it's you can't just peruse yeah. it quickly. You got to get in there. Yeah, thank you. You can't. Yeah, thank you. You can't. You got to get in there. But essentially, you know, he basically was saying, you know, it's time. In so many words, uh, it was an appeal to to the slave uh, African people in America to to rise up against. Their masters, and he laid out his re- rationale for that. So, uh, and we can get into specific parts, but I, I, I'm I'm simplifying it like that because there is this dichotomy throughout that Chris pointed out. I would I would also add in um, because you know you got folks that, that are saying, look, man, we need to you know these guys are never going to change, and so we need to fight fire with fire. And then you got folks that say, oh, well, you know that's that may be a losing battle, maybe we should, uh, you know, negotiate and appeal to, you know, that humanity and, and, and let's hope we can all work together and come out of this, you know, without killing each other. And, you know, I would add into your line of rationale, Chris, somebody who was interested during Douglas's time was Henry Harland, Island Garnett. Yeah. Who you know? Who took a you know? Who was kind of like Frederick Douglass and 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 was a contemporary and started talking about hey he wanted to break off. He was like you guys are talking some soft ass shit. I, I, I we got we got to have an alternative here where you know it's and, and then go back to Africa. You know, and so that was a real so that 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 that's an interesting line that you pointed out and. And I, I set that up to say that looking at today's context, there was an interesting question that came up about where is Black Lives Matter? Like right now, you know, it's, it was hot during, you know, the last term of presidency, you know, and now I mean, cops are getting off and and, and they rose up during these, these, these murders of, you know, nonviolent black men. <clears throat> And cops are getting off. Where are these cats at? 
Anybody know? I mean, no, I, I I have to imagine they're still organized. It's just that the spotlight isn't as hot now. Uh, we don't have the heat of the campaign, which was the backdrop for a lot of that. Um, then cameras aren't flocking to the shootings. You know, they're still brothers being shot. They're just not flocking to them. They, they've moved on to the next shiny object, following whatever lunacy Trump did today or this minute. We got to we got to break him down into sections of a day. We can't just give him a day. I mean, I, right, I, right. I did see one of the I did see one of the sisters on a show not long ago. I think with the 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 and like I said, you can't really disassociate the appeal from the speech because they kind of they kind of like cut from right. the same cloth. And the, the the appeal to me was interesting because um, one, it's an appeal to both African America and white America. He's essentially saying sure. to black folk. Remember, he said he wasn't in the colonization with the big movement then, trying to get folk to say, okay, we can't be free here and yeah. equal, and let's go. And he was against that. He said, no, no, we've shed our blood and our tears here. And we have right, as much right, right to this land as the white man. And we can debate the Native American. <laughs> but that was his point. You know, let's not give up anything. He also touches on, that's why I brought up the Du Bois thing, the talented 10th concept, because he's like, if you can yeah. read and your brother can't read the appeal to him. right? Yeah. His thing yeah. was like, we need to spread this word. And if you have, if you're learned, if you have letters, if you're a religious leader and you're black, then you need to take this message and give it to your brothers and sisters who don't. And there's black nationalism because he was essentially saying, um, and the thing that I was, and I was doing some research on it before the show, and I forgot about this. He he equated the treatment of African Americans in the slavery uh, like with the Israelites in Egypt. And w- mm-hmm. one of his points was that that the Israelites were basically asked to just pray for their salvation. And he was saying that essentially that's what they were saying to slaves is that, okay, those of us who even know this is wrong really only want you to pray. And he was like, you have to be prepared to move and pray. Mm-hmm. You have to be responsible for your liberation. And, and I always thought, like, I remember having this discussion with Dr. West. I don't know if you remember Dr. Herb West from how, from how he, he oh, could yeah, get his yeah, teeth yeah, into yeah. the appeal, man. We got into a conversation. I paraphrase. I don't remember exactly. But I always thought, like, it was an appeal to humanity. Right. It was it was an appeal to for the African slave to to see the inherent humanity in themselves that would not permit them to suffer in that situation. And it was also appealed to the white slave owners to acknowledge the, not only your own humanity, but the humanity that you refuse to acknowledge in your slaves. Because as far as I don't, I don't know how you I feel this, I look at it. You can nobody can ever take your humanity from you. That has to be relinquished. You have to voluntarily give that up. Because yeah. Frederick Douglass said the minute he decided he was no longer a slave, it didn't matter what his physical condition was. He was no That's longer right. a slave. That's right. Right? Yeah. So, and I, I think David Walker's appeal was more or less for the African slave to recognize and embrace their inherent humanity and for the white slave yeah. owners to, to, you know, be real with it. And he used a lot of times Jefferson's own language, a lot yeah, of times yeah, Jefferson's writings to make his points, right? Yeah, that was masterful. So, so yeah, he, yeah. yeah. So if you, but if you draw that line from, that's what Dr. King was doing with the nonviolent thing, was to essentially yeah. bring out the inherent humanity in the oppressor. David Walker was talking about that a century before, um, but he wasn't talking about, like, just pray and wait. He was like, pray right. and work and move. And I, I don't think they ever drew a direct connection between him and Nat Turner, but I can't, I find it hard to believe that that didn't find its way into Nat Turner's thinking when he took up arms. And if you think about it from the from the other side, 
what the power structures always want, particularly people of color, to do is to seek our justice through peaceful means, right? Always peaceful uh-huh. means. Uh-huh. The fear has always been armed insurrection. In the back. It's, it's smaller percentages we are as people. That has always been the fear. And you draw that line yeah. to uh, Fernando Castillo with the fact that uh-huh. even black men with a license to carry is still threatening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So David Good Walker point. was saying, we have the right to kill those who kill us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, uh, as a human being, to have to assert that is remarkable because that should be inherent, that anyone trying to harm you, you have a right to defend yourself, which goes to the Nation of Islam and Malcolm and the Black Panther Party. That's why I'm saying you can take the appeal and split it into pieces, but those lines still connect at different points throughout our movement. And and I just think if you're going to be in any kind of leadership in our country, if you're black, you damn well have better read the appeal. You maybe need to read it yearly. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Nah, I like that, man. Um, you know, that's interesting because, uh, you know, again, drawing a line from the appeal to the speech, uh, Frederick Douglass actually takes on religion. Uh, I'll read one part from the speech that does. That, that does just that But the church of this country Is not only indifferent To the wrongs of the slave It actually takes sides with the oppressors It has made itself The bulwark of American slavery And the shield of American Slave hunters Many of most eloquent divines Who stand as the very light of the church Have shamelessly given The sanction of religion and the bible To the whole <clears throat> slave system they have taught that man may properly be a slave and that relation of master and slave is ordained of God, that to send back and escape bondmen to his master is clearly the duty of all followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this horrible blasphemy is palmed off upon the world for, for, yeah, for Christianity. Um, I, I, I raised that too because I, I raised this offline with B as uh, – I recently watched The Birth of a Nation, the uh, Nate Parker directed and produced flick. And um, it was a decent flick, and I don't want to get too much in the dissection of it, but one thing that I found interesting about that movie um, was that Nat Turner was used by the community of slave masters to preach to the various uh, uh, plantations, uh, the slaves on the various plantations, to keep them calm and so that they would be obedient and not rebellious. Yeah. And so I, I found that was an interesting thing, you know. And you look at the history of our country and, and, and uh, the history of us in this country, and you kind of see that same kind of. Uh, 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 dichotomy. So you know, sometimes you see, uh, you'll see, you know, uh, religion being used as a as a liberating force, like it was during the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and and today with uh, Reverend Barber and the Moral Monday, mm-hmm. and then you guys folks <clears throat> are using it to to kind of dull your senses and to, to wait for what heaven. Is, what did uh, Marx call it? The opiate of the masses, right? Religion is the opiate, opiate of the masses. Opiate of, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, 
I'd, I'd like the point that you drew out there, you know, and it seems like you know, Douglas and, and Walker are making the same observation about how religion uh, is being used. Um, oh, David Walker heavily leaned on religion, heavily leaned on it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that 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 equation he made with the treatment of Israelites in Egypt, he was you know he was essentially saying, listen, it, what we're talking about is not new. <laughs> what what we're trying to do, what we need to do, it's not unique to us. People who've been oppressed, this is what they do. They they move past their oppression. They self liberate. That's and he used words that the dominant white slave community, the dominant white America, knew. Thomas Jefferson words, the Bible. I mean, he used it. And, and to your point about religion, I mean, John Brown was a religious man. Um, yeah. You have yeah. a re- revolutionary yeah. theology, and then you have the theology that basically is to, you know, wait, pray and wait and suffer peacefully. And I, and, the, and what I, I, that point stuck out to me too, DB, when they had Nat Turner going around a different plantation to basically, you know, let the slaves let the steam off with his comments, and then they go back to being slaves, and they would they be satisfied. He come in and said, you know, don't raise your hand against your master, and you know, respect your your master and all that. Your your heaven will be waiting for you. I thought that was interesting that that for him to be doing that and then to turn it. I I don't I didn't know that much about his history. I feel bad, but that that was an interesting point in the movie too to me. Yeah, V dive in, man. Yeah, I you know, I think that you know, for me the the notion around um independence and freedom is is underscored by obvious gains. One is the fact that we can have this conversation in this form. Let's just face it. There was times when people couldn't even talk this way. Um Zipping forward, because it's decades we've got to zip through, uh, <laughs> but think about that and, and to look at, you know, historically um, what we understand is that there's been this, you know, I mean, it's interesting to me that there's, there's you know, there's an abundance of, of black historically based stuff, Queen Sugar, you know, Birth of a Nation, which, you know, she get the award for the biggest, like, slap title payback shit ever. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, and thinking about this today, um, as we look at stuff from 1852 and 1830, um, as we seek to reconcile, you know... um, the Americanness of our blackness, because I think that's really what we're talking about. I, I can't, I can't, just, I, I, you know, for a minute I wouldn't say I'm not American. This is where the fuck I'm born. This is my country. My father served mm-hmm. in the armed forces. You know, I've done, you know, USO tours. I, you know, I, I'm a part of this, and as a part of this, I think that. What Frederick Douglass leans to uh, is demanding that the thing respect us as part of it. And what David Walker did, you know, was say, 
we can't just do that, John Brown. We can't pray and wait for God to, to give us this. You know, God gives us strength to, to do things for ourselves. Um, and the most interesting thing to me on this day is, you know, probably more than ever, I feel a distance between this holiday and and my personal experience, which I've always kind of done it, but if I could get another rib and a little more potato salad, hey, you know, I'd wave a little flag <laughs> on the table or whatever. I didn't really bother me. You know what I'm but, uh, you know, how about so you? Gotta, you you, you got to tell them. Right. I tell people, like they say, when Barack Obama was, I mean, that the American Revolution never ended. It has continued in different forms. We as African Americans mm-hmm. have to find our place in it. That's always been a struggle. I mean, what was the, the famous line? How do I feel about my country, and how does my country feel about me? Right? That yeah. has been the yeah, yeah. that has been the internal debate in the African American community since we got here. And what David yep. Walker would say to Cynthia is like, you have rights here. You have to assert yeah. your rights here. And and that, it's like I said, that, that essentially is what all our movements, all our, whether they were black nationalists, cultural nationalists, whether they were getting to the political system and working from the inside, they have all been, you know, variations of that concept. That we have yep. to self-assert our humanity and our citizenship and our rights from inside out. And what what role do we what role do we have in making this a more perfect union? That continues. That debate continues to this day. And I tell people, you know, those who want to say, well, with the the election of the first African American president, that was some kind of breakthrough moment. I, my point is always like my issues with America predate Barack Obama, <laughs> and it will be yeah. well yeah, past yeah. Barack yeah. Obama. So I think, yeah. gee, I think the discussion of the appeal is apropos on this day because you know you have to reflect on has the American Revolution ever really ended? And it has not. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. And, and I may, it may I, never, actually. And maybe it shouldn't. Perhaps our tools should be different. But it should be the American right. Revolution, not the American Revolution. You know. Oh, hello. There it is. You know. The American Evolution. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah. that's kind of reason why it brought up Black Lives Matter, with, uh, and not to pick on them or anybody else, but... You know, the election happened and shit is just going to get, you know, it's really accelerating in terms of these guys trying to, you know, squeeze as much as they can get what little we got and keep it and make it a permanent state. And, you know, when these guys, Douglas, Henry Highland Garnett, David Walker, John Brown, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, and the list, Nat Turner, Denmark, BC, you know, and the list goes on and on. When these guys, these guys were confronted with that daily, the daily reality of slavery. And, and you know, while, you know, things have, we don't have slavery in the sense that we had back then. Right. A lot of conditions that we have now is like neo-slavery. I mean, you know, the, the, the exploitation of, of labor is still there. Uh, the slave patrols are now cops that are shooting, not even, you know, damn unarmed, because that's not the standard. You can be armed as long as you're not posing a deadly threat to a cop. If you're not posing a deadly threat to the cops, then they cannot shoot you. 
that's the the, the 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 standards fucked up. But my point is, is that that slave patrol. So the conditions that these guys were dealing with in 1830, 1852 may have morphed, proved in certain ways. But let's not forget that there's a daily confrontation with this reality. And 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 Independence Day and reading this speech and reading the appeal should be stark reminders of that, you know. I, and, and again, you know, I'm I'm not mad at anybody that eats a rib and waves. Yeah, man. Yeah, so but do what you do. That's, that's another thing. You know, the stark, the stark. Epiphanic moment for me is that I've talked to my brothers for 30 minutes now, and nowhere in the discussion of independence and gains and anything and tools has the word vote been mentioned once. We don't even believe in the political system anymore. <laughs> well, well, it's a tool. I mean, it's a. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. That's one of them, right? But it's mm-hmm. I don't I don't think we. Isn't the job of get over <laughs> y'all for real? Fuck that. I mean, it's, but, I mean, voting for what? I mean, that, that's the exactly. Thing Everybody's like, fuck the political system. That that. No, I I, I like I I remember Stokely Carmichael. We came to Howard and uh, Kwame came to Howard, and people were like, man, I don't want to vote. He's like, no, people died so you could vote. You have to vote. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what I'm It's like, yeah, I mean, but he was yeah. like. Gotta that's be, not, that gotta be, be an that investigator. can be the extent of your work. That yeah. can be the extent of your services voting. That has to be one of several things you do. I advocate anybody vote. Everybody register. Yeah, exactly. Vote, that's, vote yeah, that's the sentiment of the man. political system. Is, it, but, but I'm just speaking of the, the despair being recognized around it. You know, and then it just goes back to my initial thing. I don't even understand how the fuck we got here. And, you know. I shit. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I do. There's a lot of damn brainwashing going on. I mean, we, we, I mean, we, we do. That's what we do when we get on this show. As we talk about, I, I see why we got here. Yeah, I, 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 I think I have an understanding about it. I think you do too. I think Chris does too. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. People. I have an understanding about it, but I guess I, I put more faith in. You know, the ability not to be brainwashed than I should have. <laughs> really, you go down yeah, like this. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, so that's what I'm saying. And if you if you fighting to get poverty wages and and you can't drive home without getting pulled over and shot when you're reaching for your license and shit, I mean, that's just fucked up. So. Um, I mean, that, but that, that goes to the point about the whole show today, right? And on this day, right. is this going to David Walker's appeal? And we'll, we'll lump in. Is it still relevant? If that answer is yes, <laughs> then there's still a lot of work yeah. to be done. You asked that question, mm-hmm. is David Walker's appeal still relevant? I answer yes. It is still relevant. It, it's it's not chattel slavery. That was the thing. That but slavery ended and it reinvented itself in other forms. So yes. Yeah. We want to 
the the chauvinist. I always say like there's a, the, the 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 chauvinism of now is like we think that all the struggles have happened merely for our benefit at this point in time, and we have to see mm. ourselves both as black people as Americans that there's a continuum. I mean, the civil rights movement essentially the laws that were passed to you know blunt it, the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, that happened in our lifetime, dude. We're not talking about we're mm. we're not having this conversation in three thousand something. <laughs> this the yeah. the the, the, the effects of of miseducation, the effects of of lynchings, the effects of, of segregated schools, inability to secure loans, gentrification, redlining districts, mm-hmm. that still is with us today. And and David Walker's appeal to me kind of set the table for us to have these kind of conversations where we still have to assert our humanity. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, and to, and to your point, I think I. I think we're at the point now that, 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 I mean, what coalitions do we develop? Because America used to be easily divided, right, north and south. Mm-hmm. We had the various political parties. And then it, mm-hmm. It's not so easily cut up anymore. You know, mm-hmm. So now we're at, what coalitions do we what, – what are our core ideas and principles that we, that we aspire for? And what, mm-hmm. what relationships do we make? And what demands do we make of America? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the conversations I, I want to have about the Fourth of July is I want to call y'all up, man, and talk about you know your 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 family that bring Tupperware to the Fourth of July thing, and what do you do with people when they don't you know when you make man when you make potato salad, do you do mayonnaise and mustard or just mustard or mustard <laughs> mayonnaise and eggs and and you know that's that's the conversations I'm gonna have about the Fourth of July, man. It's just like you know um, I you know I want to talk about what it means for us, you know. Um, in the sense of really what it means for us, because this, you know, uh, you know what we we were just sweeping dust all around the floor, going here. You know what? Put that pile over there. No, let's sweep across the floor and let's sweep up some more dust and sweep up some more dust. Because the bottom line is, today, uh, it's pretty illustrative of of the dichotomy and the distance. You know. It well, I mean, to, to, to Frederick Douglass, I mean, the Frederick Douglass speech probably more than anything, even more so than David Walker's appeal, really, more directly exposes the hypocrisy of the American idea. Yeah. yeah and, and, and on the 4th of July, to expect people who have been historically oppressed by the American institutions to celebrate its founding is almost asking people to be schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Pres- the president does not celebrate the birthday of the jailer, it does not work that way. <laughs> you know, yeah, and if the yeah, jailer gets point. mad that the prison doesn't join in the celebration, then that means they're both crazy. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that we're in jail per se, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that that the Fourth of July, since we were kids, there used to be a parade in my hometown of Plainfield, New Jersey. I didn't really think about America's birthday. It was I went down there, and oh, I man. would watch yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I'd watch yeah. the parade and I'd wave the flag. Hey. And when I yeah. remember when I, one time I came home, my father took my flag from me. My father was in the Nation of Islam when I was a kid. He was like, no, you ain't waving And I said, well, he said, we got issues with America. I remember the biggest thing for me, you know, and um, our mutual friend, Kenneth Cow, put, put, he posted it yesterday. You know, the biggest thing for me was you couldn't sleep from two or three nights before because Niggas was shooting off and blowing up stuff everywhere. Oh, there was the yeah. my bad. They were. That's what they were. Because, so wow. Still doing it. Yeah. You can't sleep. 
because we were taking yeah. so much joy in having explosives. This was like, being able to fire guns. Now, you want to talk about freedom, that was freedom. There was an expression of freedom that went on for 72 hours. Yeah. I can't hey, tell this, you. This, I this, lived, this, lived this, the alley behind my house. And the 4th of July, it was lit. You remember the fireworks stands? I don't know where y'all grew up, but we had fireworks stands where you could go by. Yeah. People was going down yeah. to North Carolina and driving back to D.C., and they would set up a stand, a wooden stand, and they would sell big boxes full of every kind of thing you could think of. And I don't think we went and brought those to celebrate the independence of America. We went and brought those because we knew we had one time that we could just set it off in an alley. Okay, uh, man, we got we got wrap we got we got wrap this up. So I wanted to uh, see if uh, we could talk about uh, five books for folks to read that could help them uh, stop kicking around dust and, and and sweep the shit up and have a clean <laughs> fucking floor. You know, so you know because you know this this circular shit you know has been going on for four hundred years, man. You know, let's let's figure it out. So uh, let's let's talk about. No, but 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 dude, don't get this lost to your audience. We have a, this is our right to criticize. This this is our yeah. responsibility yeah. to have this conversation. you were most American. You were most American when you challenged the American idea. If you just Indeed. accept Indeed. whatever's given to you, you anti. You you you. That to me is unpatriotic. You want to be a mm-hmm. patriot? Sure. Demand better of your government and of yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, you got. You got uh, so give me five and then be five and then I'll, I'll get five and we got to wrap up. We got a couple minutes, dude. I don't, I don't even know. I was two. thinking about this. I got a couple that come to mind. That uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X, I think, is required reading only because it, 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 the evolution of that black leader is is essential. Uh, the yeah. Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. Mm. Good one. I, I actually uh, stand on. Um, Here I Stand by Paul Robeson's book I read some time ago. Paul Robeson probably is the least is the least recognized and or I don't want to say respected. He's respected. He's probably one of the more modern leaders that we have not given enough due diligence to in terms of reading and research. Indeed, indeed. Um, Part in the Waters by Taylor Branch, A History of the Civil Rights Movement. That was really yeah, yeah. nice because yeah, yeah. it, it it brought me into, uh, you know, it, it demystified the civil rights movement, made it more than just I have a dream and we should overcome, you know, marches. Um, mm-hmm. I want to throw, dude, uh, King of the Cats, the, the biography of Adam Clayton Powell. Yeah. Uh, dude, that he should be required research, too. Whether you agree yeah. with how he was able to yeah, do Yeah, he, he got did. a film coming out this summer or 18. So, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how many that is. I'd probably add Black Panther speaks. It's a collection of essays and writings by uh, <laughs> the Panthers. We, yeah, we're gonna yeah. cut. All right, all right, we're gonna cut you right there because <laughs> we gotta get the B because we got we got we're about to get cut off. Go ahead, B. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Chancellor Williams, destruction of Black civilization. Uh, yes. Brainwashed. Challenging the Myth of Black Inferiority by Thomas Burrell, Burrell and Associates about advertising. Um, oh, good one. Wow, you're a good one. Uh, Post-Capitalism by Paul Mason, white dude. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black men, obsolete, single, and dangerous hockey, my booty. All right. 
Yeah. Oh, good one. Um, and for fun, the sellout by Paul Beatty. All right. Okay. Oh, I had black men on mine too, so okay, I'll, I'll, I'll skip. So I got David Walker's appeal. Uh, Neely Fuller's the United Independent Code System uh, concept. Um, I got the color of wealth. That's actually um, written by several people, but it's subtitled the story behind the U.S. racial wealth divide. Uh, and race, racism, and the American law by Derek Bell. That blew my mind when I read it. So uh, these are all good, man. I wish we could have time to do some fun ones that under that do a little disruptive sabotage. But with that, I'm, we're going to get cut off. I want to thank B. Facilier and Chris Cathcart for their insightful discussion about what what to the slave is the Fourth of July a speech by Frederick Douglass. And David Walker's appeal. Uh, we'll be back.